I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Day 2 of Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year 2017. I'm your host Mark Packham, joined today by Matt Knight, Jay Cross, and Joe Branton. Hello! Yesterday we talked and fought over the best guitar of 2017, um, coming up with a top 5 list. Um, The Shergold Masquerader in 5, the Fender Ed O'Brien in 4, the Chapman ML3 Pro Rabia Signature. You didn't put a spoiler warning at the front. That's true, we'll listen to that one first. Um, The Epiphone SL in two and the Ernie Ball uh, James Valentine Sterling uh, in number one. So I think what we've done in the past is the Epiphone SL and the Valentine go through to the final day for our Gear of the Year considerations. But we have also in the past brought in things that didn't come first or second in the category that have swooped in at the last minute in the uh, the Gear of the Year. So um, those things are all going through as well as the uh, Boss MS3, which won the listeners' choice poll. We think that's also going to go through to our final day's considerations. Um, but today we are discussing best amplifier of 2017, best guitar amplifier of 2017, and also 2017's weirdest gear. So lots to talk about. We'll do exactly what we did yesterday, which is give you a quick rundown of what's in the best amp category first then we'll talk about each one in depth um, and then we'll start eliminating things we've got eight amplifiers we want to wheedle it down to five uh, and then we'll work out basically what is the order of our top five for the year so the amplifiers that have um, have qualified for the nominations this year are the Fender Mustang GT are we going with the 40 did we decide 40. Yes, GT 40 the uh, Black Star Fly 3 Bluetooth the Orange Rocker 32 the DV Mark Raw Dog the EVH5150 Mark III, Boss Katana Mini, Victory Richie Cotson Signature, and the Moore Baby Bomb. It's like a portable amplifier, isn't it? It's just a, a pedal-sized power amp. Yes. So And the uh, PRS JMOD 100? Uh, do you want to put that one no, in? of course not. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Um, well, we all got to play one. Yeah, we all got given one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, we actually, we bought it. We bought one each with the Patreon money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what your Patreon money's been spent on. Four times the John Mayer. Uh, <laughs> we didn't buy the cabs because the cabs are £1,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can Oh, no, no, no. I'm plugging it into a, uh, into a, a Marshall <laughs> MX410. Into a baby MX into a baby 410. Yeah, I'm not even using the power amp section. I just use the effects out. In fact, I did buy one of the cabs because I need it, you know, for the, you know, 
impedance. I put a couple of um, you know cheap speakers in, you know, because I thought the speakers and that were a bit harsh. I got a couple of Harley Benton twelve inches <laughs> and uh, pop them in yeah. there. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's run down the amps on here. So first up, Fender Mustang GT40. Joe Brown, I know you're particularly enamoured with the GT40. Yes. Why do you like it so much? Um, I, the Okay, so I wasn't expecting to like this so much. In fact, I think when you know when we talked about it, I was like, "Yeah, it's great. It's a digital lamp. It's got lots of effects on it. I'm sure it's better than the other stuff that's come before, like the Marshall Code and the Vox things. And I'm sure it's better than the old Mustangs. But I don't care about an amp that emulates other amps, you know, and is just designed for practice. Like whatever, it's it's less than two hundred pounds. How good can it be? And also packing it full of features. Like I think sort of Boss really proved with the Katana that if you just cut down your features and 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 focus on one thing you can actually make something that punches miles above its weight however the gt40 proved to be absolutely fantastic i really enjoyed loads of the um of the uh, the amp models that they had on there i thought they did a great job of of like the uh, the princeton and the the twin especially I think it's really intuitive and easy to use. I think it looks great. And the thing is, Fender have kind of thought this through. It's a lifestyle piece of equipment, unlike the Boss Katana, which is is basic and a bit ugly. Like They've gone sort of like, we're not going to spend any time on the features because we're making it sound good. Well, Fender have thought of the whole thing. They've made... They've made a great-looking sort of lifestyle thing that can go in your front room that, you know, that, it, that has a stereo, two stereo six-inch speakers, for goodness sake. So and, and Bluetooth, so, you know, you can use it to play music as well if you want. I know that's not what it's for, but it's just... It's a well-thought-out piece of equipment for the way everyone uses stuff today. And it's something that, for the amount of money, no-one would be able to get anywhere close to this level of quality for something to just practice on home before like this is the ultimate beginner's tool i thought the interface was great it was clear a bright screen easy to hop around between sort of effects adding effects different amp models and then tweaking the controls on those throw in a vintage tremolo a ton of reverb and use a princeton preset and you have an absolutely killer tone for messing around with convincing argument i think and uh, I, I mean, you can summarise it even even shorter than that. Get Nick Reinhardt to do a demo video, and Joe Branton will do uh, <laughs> will throw his entire weight behind it. <laughs> that, that is absolutely true. <laughs> Look, Joe's not persuaded by the brands. He's not on any kickbacks or anything. But the chance to interact with Nick Reinhardt and suddenly <laughs> Joe's, Joe's all over it. So. Also, also, I did uh, I did a video for GAC where we got thirty one of the Mustang we got the 200s the 100s and the 40s 31 of them in total stacked them all up and turned them all on did it sound good? Uh, but yeah no, that's not the point <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, what no of course it didn't it, it, I mean I mean, actually the office next door were complaining that their computers kept turning off when we'd because you used too much power so much power <laughs> coming through the, yeah and there was so like it was so live everything in that room was so live at that point yeah but, I mean um, probably don't share the health and safety aspects yeah, behind this but, demo but we did an establishment <clears throat> thing where we just played 140 and that to be honest was like the first time I'd listened to a GT40 afterwards it was stacked with these amps up and I was just like oh like okay we were playing like a three grand custom shop into it but I was like oh this this sounds great now we, we tried it out yesterday and I think you guys were maybe less into it than I was not that you weren't into it but I think less into it than I was after we'd just spent a couple of hours playing through a twin and I kind of think that's deluxe deluxe that's kind of the point it's it's definitely not a gigging amp what it is is the most versatile and best
best sounding practice amp for less than two hundred pounds. Less than two hundred pounds. Think about what you were buying right, two years ago. Ah, whatever. <laughs> uh, um, think about what you were, what you were buying. Sort of. Yeah, I will. Uh, uh, yeah, no, call GAK O one two seven three six six five four double zero. But think about what you were buying like two, three, four years ago. Think about those old, like the the Fender practice amps that were around then, or anyone's practice amps. Fender, I think, just happened to be the ones everyone was buying. They sucked. Like if you were buying your first guitar and getting a, an amp for you know for one or two hundred pounds, you were getting a rubbish amp that was only good because you were a beginner. Now you've got access to loads of great sounding amps, loads of effects, and it's sort of modern, easy to use. Kids are going to get it because the interface makes sense. I just think this is a, a perfect product. I think they've really um, addressed the issues that people had with the previous Mustang series. That's, that's, I was yeah. going to say, there's two stories here, I think. The one is it's such an improvement from the original Mustangs because they I didn't like them at all they obviously sold by the absolute bucket load mm. I just didn't think they were very good I think they were built very flimsily I think that the they sounded thin um, and I just think they didn't look very I nice think the as well. interface was weird interface well. was I weird it's very weird that like Fuse software was, was yeah I wasn't really into confusing. that the other story I think and this will kind of hang over this is in the time in between you know Katana has been released and you know we loved it last year I, I think if you can distinguish the fact that they're both you know low cost uh amps that are you know not valve amps i think they're actually two slightly different products and i yeah. was i was going to say potentially there is competition here but actually thinking about it more it's not quite as clear cut as like these two are going head to head because i don't think they are there's a lot less on the katana but obviously it's louder, it's a bit bigger, um, it's aimed potentially for gigging musicians what as well. The, the GT40 isn't that at all. No, not it's, at all. It's got more stuff on it. It's more like a traditional digital modelling practice mm-hmm. amp. It just happens to be a very good one. Um, whereas the Katana, I think, is doing something very different to that. So initially I was thinking we were going to come in here, and particularly last night, last night was the first time I'd heard a GT40 and even played with one or even seen one. Um I was thinking, oh, we're going to come in here and we're going to be like, nah, I prefer the Katana. Because I think Katana does sound better, but I think it's doing a different job entirely. Um, I don't know what you Absolutely. guys think. But yeah, I mean, I can, the, the Katana has ended up, I don't even know if Boss intended where it's ended up. Like, but I think the Katana is now, it's kind of partially to do with things like when Rob Chapman did his video on can you gig with a Katana 50? mm and the answer is yes. And I think a lot of people, are still, like, look on our forum, people are like talking about it. I, don't, I think people are starting to realise that actually this does sound good enough to gig. And actually this is loud enough to gig. And it's the most affordable think, amp you can buy that does that. I think the thing is, is, you know, I spent a lot of time with that amp, you know, when I was in Japan. But the thing about the Mustang is if you want something super versatile for home use, it's got loads of effects in it. It is going to give you more, yeah. but some people don't want that. Definitely. And for that, you've got a different amp. So actually, they don't really. Yeah, Do you know which, is, which is what we've been saying. Which is what we've been saying for the last five years. You know, when we started this podcast, the two real options for you were the um, the Roland Cube series mm. and the Fender Mustang series. Yeah, and now the two main options for yeah. you, it, and that depending on what you want. If you wanted to get really in depth with your modelling. Then you go with the Fender, and if you wanted something that was plug and play, yeah. then you go with the with the Roland, and it's kind of the same thing. Do you know now. what? Do you know what I've yeah. realised the Katana is? It's the new PV Bandit. It's got less stuff on it than the competition, but it sounds better and it's louder. So then it's your like 
it's your decision. Do you want the more stuff, or do you want something that's louder yeah, and absolutely. sounds a bit better? Do you, do you know what's funny? Looking at this list, apart from the Mustang, everything is like super simple, plug in and play, pretty much single channel. Yeah. But I think Which I think is showing where people are yeah. moving to. Yeah. More pedals and... But so, I mean, I think, yeah, the GC40 is definitely in this list on its merits in that, for me now, it's probably the best digital modelling practice amp. Absolutely. Which is not what the Katana is. Although, you know, they're... For some people, they'll compete in the same space. I don't think they do. I think the Katana is different yeah, completely. entirely. So I've got a Katana in my back room where I have all the... Uh, all, like, my pedals out so that I can make... Because it's a great clean platform for that to plug in loads of stuff. And yeah. Try that. And I have the GT40 in my front room where I can just plug in, add a tremolo and some reverb, and have like just a great sounding amp that looks good in a front room with, without sort of taking up too much space and still sounds good. Definitely. Like it's a completely different tool. Um, clearly, looking at this list, people are fighting over that living room space because there's a few amps on here that are basically aimed at that. And the, the first one, I guess, or the next one, I guess, is the Blackstar Fly 3 Bluetooth. Jay, you're normally uh, up on the, the Blackstar stuff. Um, what do you think of the Fly 3 Bluetooth? I actually haven't played it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have to defer well, elsewhere the, on this one. The funny thing is, I don't think it's actually any different to the Fly 3. I think all they've done is added exactly. a Bluetooth receiver. Yep, that is ex- oh, okay. it's exactly right. that. That is the uh, That's the difference. Which to me is like, you could already buy the Blackstar Bluetooth receiver for 20 quid separately that plugs straight into the auxiliary input for... Bluetooth playback. Sure, I guess that they did that though as a stopgap for this product before this product came out. So it makes sense to me what they've done. You know, we raved about the Fly Three. I think it was on our in one of our top fives. What two years ago? Um, If I yeah, I think it. I think did it end up being best gear of the previous year? Something like that, maybe. Or maybe Joe threw his toys out the pram. I think I I I remember getting angry about it. I think it. You know, the the thing is, is now you know, and I'm going to have to throw my company hat into the ring i just think the katana mini is a far better sounding amp that was uh, in, in terms of things that are going head to head on here i mean there's a couple of things actually that will go head to head but the katana mini and the fly 3 bluetooth are both sharing the same space yeah. Matt, i'll tell you what why don't you deliver your speech well, on just, why the katana mini is to better clarify quickly first how much is a black star fly 3 bluetooth as opposed to a Katana Mini, because the Katana Mini is is a great sounding amp. It is also more expensive than anything else in its class. Yeah, is is but kind I of the point, and I think we have to remember that. Of course, yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's find out well, what the difference uh, is. The Bluetooth, yeah, the Bluetooth is sixty nine. Where you're looking at one oh nine for the okay. Katana Mini. So four, forty quid difference. So, so it's forty quid difference. But I think what you're getting for that is a much fuller, richer guitar sound. Okay. As a small practice amp, as something you can have at home, you can take into the green room, which is a lot of people are actually using it as a backstage practice tool. Yep. Um, it's designed solely as a decent guitar amplifier rather than a cheap speaker that someone's bought and kind of built some technology into. The one thing that I really like is that it's an all-analog gain circuit system so rather than a little digital class d power amp and then kind of programming some digital a digital guitar sound this is three analog gain stages into an analog tone stack the only thing that's digital is the delay basically um so with that you get a really authentic sound from a tiny speaker um but you also get something that's really dynamic and i think that's the one thing the black star isn't compared to the katana's the katana responds really well to picking dynamic and to your 
guitar playing, you know, and your volume pot. So it feels much more like a real amplifier. And it also handles lower tuning guitars much better than something you wouldn't have thought a speaker that size would handle something tuned so low. It sounds good. It does sound good. It's it's it it's sounds unavoidable. I do I I think I probably said this when we spoke about the black star, but we think I don't do this podcast to talk about battery amps. I don't sure. care. I don't care about them. But this does sound good. I this think is that's a great the thing is I I necessarily I, I'm almost the same and you know I loved the Blackstar Fly 3 but there was no competition now there's something that sure. can actually go head to head and I think if you, if and I have obviously put the two together and trying to take myself out of my current position and plan the two I just the Katana Mini feels much more like a real amplifier sure, I understand that Jay could you just have a look because I'm trying to make a comparison between these two and we can talk about features in a minute but could you just check that there's no... They're not talking about changing the sound from the traditional Fly 3. Yeah. Can we just yeah, check I'm, that it's I'm, the same? I'm sure that that is the case. I, I agree. I think it's the case. But let me, let's just have a look. So, just, good, listeners, if you want to sort of uh, work out which one's better, uh, I think Mary Spender's done a video on both the Katana Mini and the uh, Blackstar Fly 3. So have think, a listen in which... Uh, you know, decide what sounds better. I think the Katana Mini did sound... Well, I, think I, don't, I don't think it's any different. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, in, so in that case, we do know what one sounds like. I just wanted to check before yeah. we say that it sounds the same as a regular Fly 3, because we know what the sound of that is. I would agree with you, Matt. I think that the Katana Mini sounds quite a lot better. And in terms of features, does the Katana Mini have a Bluetooth or anything like that? No. It's, has it got an auxiliary in? It does have an auxiliary in, yes. Okay. And it has a headphone yeah. out as well. Yeah, it has an Okay, fine. So I think for now, we're not going to take anything for the list for now, off the list for now, but I think things to consider when we do get to that stage is I think the Bluetooth thing is quite important. Mm. Is it important enough to make you buy that rather than buy the. Uh, yeah, because I think the thing the is, you know, and, and, you know, I don't. We, I know we never tried to go too much on price, but the Black Star starts to sound better when you run it in stereo, which means you need to buy the other speaker, yeah. which then brings it to almost the same cost as sure. the Katana Mini. Sure. And then it becomes much less portable. Of course, but you still get the Bluetooth, which I think is important. Mm. So bear that in mind when we come to kind of weighing up our uh, our decision. Who wants to talk about the Orange Rocker 32? I know that a uh, few of us have heard it. You guys did well, a demo on it. Well, we actually did a demo on it. Oh, yeah, I guess we did. Um, <laughs> and I, do you know what? It was absolutely superb. Yeah. And I think the big thing was was that um, that stereo operation with the effects loop. Oh, what a smart product. But it's the right product as well. I mean, Aid said himself he's been being asked for years to bring back the Orange Rocker 30. And yeah. like, Tim, the guitarist in my band, has been playing well, a Rocker like, 30 for years. Everyone loves those amps. Yeah, it was and I owned dumbest, one. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was the worst decision ever to discontinue yeah, the, I know. the Rocker 30 and replace them with the Thunders, which just had that like that overall tone control. It was dumb but and, and different valves. But I, I think the thing is, is... It, like a lot of the amps on this list it's simple it's easy to use it's a great pedal platform but the great thing about the orange rock is it has a great drive sound and actually the drive sound is much i think improved from the original really rocker series yeah but i think the thing is is because a lot of people and we said this um when we were when we were demoing it before was love loads of people love the the distorted sound of an orange but most of them don't have effects loops or a lot of people don't use their effects with them because of that distorted sound but because you've got this stereo effects loop and you've got something like a DD500 or a Strymon Timeline or something like that you can run it in stereo in the effects loop get a huge sound that pans between the two speakers 
and still have the the awesome orange drive. Oh, see, that's the thing. I think that's really smart. Yeah, really it, smart. It was it was an amp like based on what people are actually are asking for yeah. and doing. It was a smart choice. It wasn't just them sort of defining the market. They were listening to the market for that reason. Yeah. A, I, like you say, so many times these manufacturers come up with amps that. I don't think they've done any research because no. a lot of the time they're so disconnected from the market and I don't think that's the case with Orange you know it's, it's a company of guitar players who are you know doing things like you know being not being involved with this podcast but they kind of when we see them at shows they'll ask our opinion on you know what what do you think of the new stuff and they'll go to other manufacturers and ask their opinion get in players they've got a lot of endorsees and I think there's some amp manufacturers out there that have become very disconnected from what people want and Orange clearly with this product this is a an example of they are listening to what people want, you know, and they talked about it in a way that they've got very close eyes on the market. You know, they're seeing that people are using a lot of effects. That's why this amp exists. Um, and, yeah, again, a kind of shining example of Orange kind of keeping yeah. up with what and people absolutely. want. It's, just, it's so versatile. And I think this is the thing. Is, to me, this feels like the first amp where if you're a big pedal guy, you can have an Orange still use the drive and okay. have pedal trans. We'll go. And yeah. uh, and we'll the, the clean, I actually think the clean on on this amp yeah. sounds great. I think yeah. orange clean tones get get a little bit of a hammering, but I really like well, it. That's the thing. I love Most the people go, go towards the drive sound. Yeah, but then if you've got loads of pedals, you can't use thrust sound. This is just and it opens up things like stereo or wet dry or even running two separate chains to two separate speakers because it's got two different valve power amps in it. Yep. The only uh, you know the only problem here is why they use ten inch speakers. Probably to in, keep the size is down it in a both? bit. Uh, in no, the 16 and 32? Uh, 15. 15 it, and 32. The 15, 15 and 32, sorry. The Rocker 30, uh, 15 is a 12. And just a single 12. And the Rocker 32 is it's two, two tens. 10s. Right, yeah. okay. 32 still got the switchable power anyway. Do you yeah. know what? When you start putting two 12-inch speakers in a combo, particularly with the uh, marine ply that they use for orange stuff, it's going to start getting big and heavy. I know. Believe it or not, switching to 10s because of the size of the magnet does make quite a lot of difference. Um, so I wonder if that's why they've yeah, done I it. I actually like the sound of two I, tens. I agree. I, I think it should be four tens I personally. Didn't, I, did, <laughs> I didn't dislike the sound. I thought it sounded amazing. I can just see a lot of people writing this amp off at the point of spec. Because of two tens. Yeah. I don't know. It's got two modes, headroom and bedroom. <laughs> which that, I thought was that absolutely is an abuse. That brilliant. Is, that is That's the reason for it to win. That's the reason Fantastic for it to win. Marketing. Um, let's talk a little bit. Jay, do you want to talk about the EVH5153 15 watt LBX2? Yeah. Um, so that's quite a long name. What, what well, it's a 5150 Mark III. Yep. 15 watt. Yep. LBX Mark II. What does the LBX stand for? Uh, lunch. Really great amp. Um, lunch, lunchbox, so, surely. Lunchbox I assume it's Lunchbox. Extra. Lunchbox Extra 2. Extra. Lunchbox oh, maybe it's Lunchbox three. Mark 12. XII. I don't think it is that, is it? <laughs> no, so, not, um, what's the um, what's the deal with this? So, really cool. Um, Reimagine, reimagining of imaginating, a, imaginating uh, imagination land of a um, little lunchbox amp, <coughs> and I think this addresses some of the issues that we've always had with mm. uh, lunchbox amps in that it's uh, twin channel, uh, and as well as it being twin channel, it's switchable wattage, so you can go from fifteen watts down to four. Um, some might say headroom down to bedroom almost uh, and um uh, but you've also got um parametric 
uh, EQ, um, parametric controls so that you can control the uh, volume and gain on the two channels independently of each other and then they share an EQ. So you've got loads of control across uh, across the amp. It sounds great. It looks fantastic. I think it looks better than the uh, than the older EVH. Um, definitely fifty one fifty a lunchbox. Like the look yeah. of EVH yeah. suits this this yeah. style. Yeah, I think so. And um, and it's you know it's it's affordable. They're they're for less than five hundred pounds. I can't remember what the PV classics were. That we were raving about. I, I think, think last they year were about year that kind of money. Yeah, money. That sort of money. I, I just think it's a great it's amp. Got, it's, it's lunchbox price, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's lunchbox price. It's, it's lunchbox size. It's great. They're fantastic. Yeah. Really, it, really great. It addresses one thing that I think EVH had as well, is that only children play EVH, and so it's now affordable and in a small package. Well, there we go. Four, five, four, four, five. And that is such a good amp for the money. Yeah, definitely. Ridiculously good amp. Definitely. Money. And again... You know this the lunchbox amp market. Four three four, mate. Well, it depends where you um, shop. Four three four, if you go to the right place. Uh, no, because actually, I'm on your website right now, and Google Shopping is listing it at uh, four four five. So probably want to check that out. Uh, right. <laughs> um, so anyway, anyway, the the lunchbox market I think has always been a difficult one because Orange owns so much of it. But then yeah. you know, since that has kind of fallen away, there has been a bit of a dearth of you know good yeah. lunchbox amps to recommend. And I would strongly recommend the fifty one fifty. I just think. You know, it's, you know the quality is going to be good. It, obviously, you know it caters to a certain sound. It's more yeah. metal focused. But then mm-hmm. I think, you know, really with the the orange head, the um, tiny terror didn't really cater to particularly nice, rich, clean sounds. Anyway, people were using right. it for drive stuff. Not quite the same drive as you get off the EVH. Um, but I, you know, I figure if you're looking at these, you probably want a more metally sound anyway. Um, and the price is right. You know, they the could price have pro- is really they good, could have priced yeah. this at six nine nine seven nine nine. Yeah. Um, but actually, the money that it's at, it seems like a really good option. Um, Matt, talking about small guitar heads, do you want to talk about the DV Mark Raw Dog? I do. Basically, I. Love love DV Mark. Um, I think they make some great amps. We've said that ever since the the little 15 watt lunchbox. Galileo. The Galileo. Oh, oh, Galileo. Yeah, yeah, Galileo. That Galileo. was so good. Galileo. And Galileo. Let me go. I remember a time when they did the little jazz combos and I was like, that's brilliant. But what you should do is actually make those into little guitar amp heads. And they were like, no, nah, we'll just stick with the combos. And then two years later, this whole range of micro amps come out and they're absolutely brilliant. The micro 50 was brilliant. But I was like, I don't want that many controls. A player like me, I I use a lot of pedals and I want everything to come from the floor. I just want the amp to be a great platform. You basically just want a PA head, don't you? Basically. And and I was like, well, I I like the idea of the Micro 50, but is there anything simpler? And the Eric Gale signature Raw Dog amp head is the simplest Mark bass head they make, apart from the Micro Jazz, but they're slightly two different sounds. This is level... Bear in mind, it's 250 watts at 4 ohms or 150 watts at 8 ohms. <laughs> it's so good. Blimey. With a bass, middle, and uh, treble, reverb, and it's got a Mark Bass proprietary uh, power amp, and then it's got a valve preamp, um, effects loop, and actually one handy thing I thought was super cool was preamp out. So if you want to run it into a different power amp or a valve power amp, you can. Right. Um, but it's basically a really dynamic, super high headroom, single channel amplifier. What's the? Is, I noticed it's got a foot switch on the front. Is that just to turn reverb on? That's and off? just turn the reverb okay. on and off. 
Um, but the effects loop's nice, and because it's such high headroom, all the cleans, all the you know your delays, modulation sound really nice. But it takes drives really, really well. But it has that nice because I, I for a, a long time or for a little while I should say I actually ran a guitar into a little Mark III because it was a great platform and this is almost like the same thing yeah definitely is this the first time that DV Mark have done a uh, really small amp the same size as like a little Mark no no not at all in fact I'm looking they did at the them. Micro 50 well, they, lo- they actually do a yeah. huge range of I'm, amplifiers I'm looking at them now because I was thinking oh that looks small enough to fit into a gig bag and I'm looking at a picture of all the DV Mark mini guitar heads stacked up and the Raw Dog is the biggest one and oh, I, was like, okay. I was like oh it probably wouldn't fit into a gig bag if it's the biggest one and then I realised all the other ones are so small that this is still really the, small the other wow. new one the Micro Jazz 50 is so tiny it's Unbelievable! Those, those amp. jazz amps were fantastic. Well, this, you had one, fantastic. didn't you? I, I I was nearly bought one of the combos, but I wanted it in a head, which they've actually yeah. just released right. this year. Um, but the Eric Gales is basically the same thing, but it's designed with the valve preamp to just have a little bit more punch to it because the the jazz ones and the Micro Fifty are just a bit too soft, a bit laid back. And yeah, this has got a little bit more of like if you really dig in with the guitar, you can really feel it come back at you. Um, I just think it's great and they're 400 and I think they're going to be at 449 yeah they're never huge money although the DV Mark heads no and you just know they're going to be good quality <coughs> great yeah. product yeah DV Mark's always always solid actually and bizarrely enough it's got speak on L which is really odd for a <laughs> yeah that is weird but it's like a combi speak on isn't it so you could yeah. just plug a jack straight in um, yeah normal and then a speak on out yeah effects loop and then preamp out which I thought was which, which I thought was great I wonder if it's got speak on out so you could run it into I mean probably the mark based cabs have got speak on or the DV mark cabs maybe. have probably got speak on yeah maybe um, maybe it's just a little I th- mark I think people just want really high headroom but yeah I mean that's the thing it's like for people who want super high headroom pedal platforms you're, I don't think you're going to get this thing to drive unless you want to be deaf at the same time. Yeah. I tell you what, if it's got speak on out and you want it to be super clean, you could just run it into a PA cab. I mean, that would probably sound very bad because obviously it's, you know, well, it guess, wouldn't be voiced correctly. But I guess you could run it... I mean, with the preamp out, there's a load of different options that you can yeah. you can then do. Yeah. Oh, what a cool little thing. Um, Joe Branson, talking of cool little things, do you want to talk about the Moore baby bomb? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. not cool, mate. It is um, little, but it's not cool. So the Moore baby bomb, it is Moore's take on a similar thing to, I guess, all of uh, you know listeners. You, you will probably know the Electro uh, Harmonics... Uh, so this is their take on that but of course it is in the tiny little box of a of a standard mini Moore pedal um, it's a bit bigger than that isn't it it's not no, like it's not the, no it's really? this, yeah it's just a really I thought it was bigger no you've just seen the box it comes in it is no I've seen the pedal, pedal as well I thought no, it was bigger okay it's a mini pedal right um, it, and it's it's very simple you've just got your master control for the it's the baby bomb 30 so it's a you know a nice 30 watt um, which is which is enough. Uh, it, it can be connected at eight or sixteen ohms, and it, it also has a little uh, kind of tone preset between warm and bright, which is nice. Um, I was using this in conjunction with the Helix LT and also the Headrush uh, when I went to a studio a few weeks with all the gear to take some photos, but also to to help play on a on a record. And I ended up grabbing one of these Moore baby bombs, running into a Palmer. 212 with a pair of vintage 30s in it and using the head rush and it was great and i realized for anyone out there 
buying helixes and head rushes which is a massive chunk of people at the moment the helix lt is 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 just flying off the shelves at yeah. the moment as a product especially um for all the people buying those products this is perfect the more baby bomb is all you need and it means that it me- because it doesn't have anything else on it because it's just a power amp it's a smart product now that that should mean that this doesn't win because it's just a power amp what can you do with it but it's so smart it's the right product well, for what we've got going on today i think the thing is is they're really clever because we're obviously just we've picked one product which is the baby bomb but we've also and i know i think later on we've got another product from them which goes with it but then they've also got the preamp pedals as well yeah. they they're thinking really smart and they're thinking mini pedal board and they're thinking how versatile can you make a sm- uh, basically a pedal train nano plus well yeah I mean I don't think it's any spoiler to say that later on for best accessory we're going to have the Moore Radar which is the uh, cab simulation yeah. pedal that they do so in theory you could have one of the preamp pedals that you like the Radar which is the cab simulator and the Baby Bomb and you've basically got a tiny powerful amp that sounds great with three tiny isn't more pedals yeah. isn't that smart like yeah. in, in a world that's sort of everyone's vying for like portability and stuff I, I just think and 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 i know you could do that but i still think and oh don't forget moore also released their their helix version yeah as, as well g200 yeah the g200 well like, and, and also the um you know they do the sandamp style pedal as well yeah, the, yeah, the red course. truck the red truck you could yeah. put a red truck on there as well and you'd had all the sounds exactly but i just think you know it, it, and kind of especially with things like the helix that is the direction that that everyone seems to be going in and moore have just released the perfect product for anyone who owns a helix i just that is absolutely brilliant what a great what a great thing to have yeah 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 so um one last thing to talk about the victory richie cotson signature matt i know mm. you're a bit of a richie cotson fan um tell us about his, I'm actually more signature. A fan of his, his gear than okay, um, his fine. actual his actual kind of music, music. i guess okay. but the thing is like the the raw dog and like the orange it's just it's simple I mean, I, you know, I've I've played a lot of the victory stuff, and I think this kind of gathers everything for the person who actually. Because I don't think he uses a lot of guitar pedals. I think he's mainly a guitar into an amp, and and that's kind of all he wants. And they've kind of taken all the best bits of victory and put it into one amp. So you've basically got a single channel with gain, tone, reverb, and master. So it's digital reverb and a tremolo with an effects loop so if you want to use something else you can but the idea is is that you set the game where you want for the amount of crunch you want and then you just use your guitar's volume to clean it up you've got a reverb in there that sits really nicely somewhere between like a plate and a spring you know more than enough volume and then a really nice tremolo it's just simple and it's just great for someone who goes do you know what I really want a cool I want a Marshall Blues Breaker in an amp head with just you know maybe a little bit more gain that's just easier to use and I think that's that's basically what they've done in a box I think it's brilliant so a thousand pounds yeah 50 for, watts yep yeah reverb trim single channel also offered in a combo as well but it looks things one one two uh, one twelve combo sorry sixteen yeah. four nine and uh, I think the thing is the lunch <clears throat> that that um, the, the great thing about all these amp heads in that size because the the first one was the V30 which Martin Kidd from Victory Design for Guthrie yeah. the whole idea was it was the perfect size for the EasyJet carry-on luggage uh-huh. it's the perfect fit into that in the gig bag which I think is, is great for people who actually want to take gear you know to gigs and take your amp your sound How, what do you do about your guitar pack it on your back 
putting well, a little you, overhead you, lock. You can't take two. You buy a Snapdragon this. folding guitar. Yeah, you do. Put it in a laptop case. <laughs> so I wasn't going to bring this up, Joe. Yes. But I'd like to just, sorry to interject here, Matt. I'd just like to um, roll back uh, a half hour or so to the point where Joe said, and I realise we're going off topic here slightly, but Joe said, I'm not on this podcast to talk about battery-powered amps. That's, that is word for word what you said. I'm not on this podcast to talk about battery-powered amps. You are, however, on this podcast to talk about guitars that fold in half. Yes. Right, he okay, loves fantastic. Glad that, glad that uh, we found one one extra contradiction to the uh, life of contradictions that is Joe Branton. One last um, one last note about Richie Cotson because uh, this amp does look fantastic. I've personally not had time to um, to try this one, but Matt, I take your word for it if you mm. like the sound of it. Um, mm. I was thinking about Richie Cotson pedals. You said he doesn't use a lot of pedals, and obviously he's got the Sans amp uh, OMG, OMG, yeah. and he's got yeah, a, he's a, also got a fly rig. Yeah, fly fly rig yeah. But yeah. before that, he had a Zoom G2R signature G2 pedal. I think there was also. John 5 signature there was well. so they were basically yeah. Zoom G2 multi-effects like what 59 quid yeah. but with some Richie Cotson patches but, um, uh, on there I think the thing is that the amp on the surface is real plug and play and simple but then on the back you've got foot switchable boost effects loop speaker damping so depending on what kind of speakers you go if you're taking it and you just want to change the um, the little bit of high end depending on what kind of speakers you're going into yeah um, and you can run it EL34 or 6L6 and you can buy either one off the shelf, I think, and then change them at a later date. Wow, that's that's great. Yeah. That's versatility. Indeed, indeed. So, we're kind of getting down to it, uh, because that's the kind of rundown of all the amps. Unless there's anything that anyone else wants to add, I think that's probably a good selection of the oh, amps the, from this year. Um, uh, PRS, uh, John. <laughs> Let's not go down that route. So, no. I think we should go about this the same way. We should choose some stuff that we want to lock in. So one choice each that we probably want to lock. And as we saw in the last round, those locks can change. But I think it makes sense if you've got a real lock strong feeling about something. Let's um, let's lock it in. I'm going to go the other way around the table. Jay Cross. So you start first, then. Well, no, you start first. Well, you start first. Okay, so I want to lock in the Orange Rocker 32. I think it's safe to say that we all really like that amp, um, and it sits very well in the market. It's at the right price point, and typical orange quality it's um it does the job j cross uh the evh for me okay evh head i think mm-hmm. again we could probably all agree that that's yep. a pretty it's solid a product, product. Yeah. matt knight um you actually took my choice smart packham so okay. i'm gonna go with the guitar mini oh i see a little bit of uh <laughs> company man hey well I, but was... again i think we could all agree that probably given the choice we'd lock in the katana mini in this for yeah. the initial we want we yeah. still want to continue the conversation it's about a great that. Product. Yeah. yeah okay joe b the fender mustang gt40 okay again i think i would agree that you know we've talked about the differences between that and a katana um doing a very different job and i think the gt40 should be in consideration mm. for the top five so that leaves us with the fly three the dv mark raw dog the richie cotson and the moore baby bomb is there anything that we think doesn't make the cut for this year He's going to say it. I mean, I'm going to have to say that the, the Black Star, and not, yeah. I think the only thing is, and I, I know we've had this conversation in previous Gear of the Years, I, it's just they haven't done anything yeah. apart yes, from add the Bluetooth. I, I, I agree, and knowing that it's just the same amount with the Bluetooth yeah. added, I think I, for me, it's definitely a great product. We've obviously yeah, yeah, recommended yeah. it two, two and years and ago. It, and, you, and you made the point, like, the Guitar Mini is over £100, so it is just over that threshold of, like, I would say 
disposable cash. Like if you've got a hundred quid, you can't. You pro- most people would go, oh, it's hundred. You know, less than a hundred quid. So the Black Star is forty nine or fifty nine. You know, the katana is a bit more expensive, but I haven't done anything to it. And I think I, that's. I think that's the thing is the and I will stand by. Um, I can't remember. It must have been two. Maybe it was three years ago. That when that Black Star Fly Three first came out, it completely blew me away. Yeah, and so I, much better you know, than anything else. And I just, I, I can't, I cannot overstate how much of a game changer I, I think that amp was at the time. And I still think it's great. Yeah. And I still think that if you've only got fifty quid to spend on an amp, that or you want sixty nine quid, however much, yeah. you know, they, they, if 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 what you want is something very small and very compact I still think that's the best thing like, also if, if Bluetooth is key to you you know if you want to run the music on your phone sure. Bluetooth into the amp and play along that is is a key feature that something like the Katana Mini yeah. doesn't have For I think for all of us we'd probably just get a mini jack cable and plug our phones in that way I don't think Bluetooth is essential for the th- for, for us at the table well yeah, none of us have got an iPhone 7 well, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Just just quickly, I'm just going through previous gear of the years, and it wasn't even on our gear of the year list in 2015, so it must have been I 2014. Think, no, I think it was gear of... I think... Oh, well, maybe, maybe you're right. I think it was gear of the year 2014, which yeah. was the year it, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe the year it came that out. That does sound right, actually. I think it's safe to say that it's probably not going to hang with the rest of the uh, the five that we're going to yeah. pick. I think if they'd changed it slightly, if they'd added, like, if they'd altered the sound anyway or done something different, then maybe. But I think... I don't again, think it's different enough. No. It's, yeah. it's, the Bluetooth Agreed. is a great addition to an already good product, yeah. but does it give it enough to put it onto this year's best gear? I think probably not. Mm-hmm. I think that's safe to say. So uh, we've got one spot left if we're going to keep those locks the mark base no, yeah sorry yeah. mark base raw dog the victory richie cotson or the moore baby bomb has anyone got any strong feelings about those three well, there's, there's only one product out of those three that that is smart to the market i think the others are just just amps okay. and, and i also don't think anyone I, d- I don't think the raw dog or the richie cotson i i don't think we'll be talking about them or even remember them into I, th- I think the problem is is i think the raw dog is a great sounding amplifier i really like it but i think it's too niche for most people yeah, yeah. because not many people know eric gales he's quite a sp- like specific player and i also think not many people are going to be after that sort of amplifier most people want something with some gain and yeah. like a bit of flexibility which isn't what that's about is yeah. it? it's just you just turn it it's, it's almost like PA yeah. it's almost and, and like the a thing clean is, is PA if you want something more versatile but you like the idea of the portable format and maybe you don't even want the power because it is powerful you'd buy a Micro 50 yeah yeah, yeah. I think there's um, like you say it, for you it yeah. might be your gear of the year it probably isn't our th- yeah. like the three of us you know because I, I am seriously considering you know maybe buying one of those and, and using one of those as a, a second amp just for kind of effects and stuff but I think for 99% of the rest of the listeners especially I don't think anyone's going to go out there and buy it okay so we're down to Richie Cotson uh, signature by Victory and the Moore Baby Bomb Jay any strong feelings either way um, would you <coughs> spend £999 on, a, on lunchbox a lunchbox amp that does not have a three band EQ or would you spend £450 on a two channel amp that different does have a three different- I, I agree I agree I think I think the that they're very they're two pr- 
pretty similar amps. Yeah. And I think that the EVH the, would. The funny would, thing is, if I was going to buy a Victory now, as much as I think the Richard Cotton's awesome, it's not the Victory amp I would buy. I, I that's agree. the better argument to make. I think comparing yeah. it to the EVH is a sure, bit of a misnomer. Yeah, Vic- Victory are a, a fantastic company with an incredible range of amps. Yeah. I think this is, whilst it's a great product and I really respect it for its versatility, if we're talking about like personal buying things, it's probably the last one in yeah. their range that I'd buy. I think the better argument to make is probably the 5150 is the best thing that EVH make right now. It's the most desirable thing yeah. for us. The Richie Cotton's probably not the most desirable yeah, yeah, victory. No. Yeah, that's I think that's yeah, a better yeah, yeah. argument. Yeah, because I think they, you know, they also did the Sheriff, which was their kind of take on the, the Marshall Plexi um, thing. And, and this is a very. You know, this is Richie Cotton's amp, and if you listen yeah. to the OMG or even the sounds that are on that Zoom pedal, they're very high gain. Yeah, you know what I mean, I think if you want more of the classic Marshall sound, you'd probably buy a different Victory. Or there's yeah. there's other Victories as well. You know, they yeah. did some other smaller Kraken. heads last year, Kraken. Yeah, and, you know, uh, there's the Rob Chapman one, the Red, the Red Dwarf. Dwarf. Yeah, there's yeah. you know, they for most people are probably more desirable than the. But, the Richie uh, I mean, even for me, if I was going to go to Sawn Out, I'd actually probably rather have the EVH. Mm. Sure. Because I like the game. I like the game. I want something that's a bit beefier than... Sure. But I can see it. why someone would spend a grand on the Victory. I think yeah. it's a, probably a more solid product. It's probably a little bit more roadworthy. Although the Vic, the EVH is as well. Yeah, I think maybe with the with the Victory, what you you kind of get the like the history and Martin Kidd and you know, yeah, the designer exactly. and everything behind it, where the EVH feels much more like moving the products along yeah yeah i agree so um we've got five products the fender mustang gt40 the orange rocker 32 the evh 5150 version 3 15 more lbx2 uh, lb12 uh, the boss katana mini and the moore baby bomb have we got any strong feelings about where they should be in the list have we got a definite fifth place? Did anything just squeak on? I mean, I would say uh, the, ba- the yeah. process of an elimination of what we've just done, the baby bomb is probably the fifth place product. On I, this I list. would agree yeah. with that, yeah. 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 Okay, so. fine, we can do that. So, uh, baby bomb, fifth place. Because make- I think the thing is, as well, with that, you kind of need you need some sort of preamp with it as well. Really, it's not That's an all-in-one. Which is it, why it's fifth place. Yeah, yeah. But surely it's, what it's you need so is so smart for the market. Surely what you need is a more... Uh, one of those, one of the ten preamps yeah. that came out this year. Yeah, and then the, the, and radar, the radar, and then you've got. A- it's a great product if you put it with other things, or like you say, if you've got it, it could get you out of a jam. You know, if you take an amp somewhere, you're plugging, for example, your head rush into the front air, and turn the uh, uh, amp modelling off the head rush. You plug that into your amp, your amp goes down. It would be a great thing to have a baby yeah. bomb in the bag that you could plug into, and that mm. would get you out of a jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. It's probably not the best amp on this list. No. Um, any other uh, any feelings for fourth place? For me, maybe the Mustang. Okay. Joe Brown's shaking his head. Just because, you know, and, and I think the thing is, is, and I don't really want to bring it in, in, but I, to me, I prefer the Katana, and I've used the Katana a lot more over 2017 than I have the Mustang. And for me, it's much simpler and easier to use, but it's obviously not on this list. But compared to the other things that we've got left... I'd much rather have all of those over the Mustang. There's no... that I'm annoyed enough that there's a battery amp in our top five. Uh, <laughs> it's happened again. What's so, it? obviously... You put the Katana fourth. Obviously, the Katana. J-Cross, any feelings? Um, <clears throat> any feelings? Where would I... <sighs> what would you go fourth? It's difficult because I like... I, I really like all four of those amps... All four of those ones that are left that I really like. Which is the one that I'm least likely to buy? 
kind of feel like it's maybe the orange. I don't... I. My favourite is the EVH. My favourite is the EVH for sure. What, so that's your number one? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That's really interesting. What, you thought I'd go with the Mustang? No, I thought you'd go with the orange. No, I I, I really like what, what they've done. Because right, I'm, I'm personally, I'm really torn for number for number one and actually I was almost thinking that I'm thinking that EVH as well I don't I, because I'd actually because for me it's different enough to anything else I've ever, ever had and I like the lunchbox factor and I probably wouldn't use as big a combo as the Rocker 32 I'm going to fight for the 32 for my number one I, I'm just I, throwing it out there yeah, I think I, Joe I think will as well the, the 32 is a great product I also think what, what Jay just said there is, is in danger of us misinterpreting gear of the year I'm not sure we should be thinking about what we'd buy uh, th- no, so that, I'm not going to buy a guitar amp that needs but, to factor in 100% yeah, but, because but, it's, it's, this is our personal preference it can't be it can't be solely what we think is best sure, for everyone sure. else but you can respect then that the Orange 32 was an incredibly smart decision by Orange considering what people are buying yeah and I, in the same way that I thought that the um OB series was an incredibly smart decision by Orange, but that didn't mean sure, that sure. didn't make it win fair, yeah, gear fair of the year enough, that year, did it? You know, no, no, absolutely. Um, I, I, I really do. I think it's a, I think it's a great amp. It's is it different enough apart from the fact that it's got that stereo effects loop? I'm not sure that it is different enough to other things on the market. I don't know if that would make me buy it. And you know, I realise that I'm going back to that, but I don't know if it would make me buy it over, for example. A like we were using a sixty-eight deluxe yesterday, mm. and I mean, how good did that amp sound? Yeah, it's, it just sounded absolutely fantastic. I don't know whether having that stereo effects loop makes enough of a difference for what I'm doing. I'm sure that if you really need that stereo panned uh, effects loop, then that it should be top of your list. Let's try and fill in this fourth spot. Is what I would say for me. Out of the stuff there, I think Katana Mini goes in fourth. I don't know how everyone else feels about that. Yeah, I, I second see, it. I, I kind of... I, 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 is it different <clears throat> enough? I, I suppose it is different enough to the smaller... To the other Katanas. I probably would agree that the Katana Mini... I think it, it's a, it's a nice fourth. thing to have. And, it, you know, like we've discussed, it's definitely the best-sounding battery amp. Yeah. You know, it's also of, twice of the size. price of any other battery amp. Exactly, which, and, uh, which I don't think is a problem. because no, you, because, because if so you were to hold the Blackstar that, when that came out. Yeah. Well, if you hold that up with, uh, yeah. you know, the Blackstar and even the little orange one, which I've com- completely forgotten the name of. Crush. The Crush Mini. 3. Yeah, Crush called? 3, yeah. If you hold that up with those other products, it's definitely twice as good yeah. as those. So I think the price point is justified. Yeah, no, I agree with that it's just when when you say when you have statements like it's a great sounding amp and it's a battery amp even though it sounds great it's like yeah but like it's but that's not how we do gear of the year i think what you need to do is think about it in context of other products that are around okay um and then we weigh up how it competes against those not necessarily you know you couldn't compare the katana mini to the EVH head because they do something complete, it's a completely different product sure, sure. it's kind of the impact that it has and I think the Katana Mini is twice as good as the other battery amps available in fact it's very it's very good yeah um, does that have as much impact on this would you spend uh, that much money on a battery amp yeah probably if it was really good I've, I've thought about getting a Katana Mini I think it's really really good um, but do I think it deserves to go 
any higher than fourth in this year's gear of the year there's other things i think that have more impact mm. in that place ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Are we happy with that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think we've... we've Justified that enough, right? Yeah, like, I think so. Talk through that. Um, number three on the list. I know what mine would be, personally. All right. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Joe, Come on, then. Joe's getting ready. Since to... I lost my place in the last <laughs> one, I'm going to say the same thing again. Um, I'm going to say the GT40, because I don't think it's... Because I'm still torn between the Rocker and the EVH is the, the top uh, two. For me, those so are my top two. Like, unbelievable. I don't believe that the EVH is there. Like, we won't remember this product next year. The, what the, are you I talking don't, about? I don't think it. we'll remember the GT40 or the Baby Bomb, maybe even the Mini. I think there's... there's... The Mustang GT40 is a game changer. I the Mustang GT40 is now an I industry standard I don't for, think it's a, for I, home use amplification. I work for Fender, and I don't think the GT40 is a game changer. I think it's a great amp, and absolutely the amp that Fender needed to bring out. I don't think it's a game changer. It's, it's evolution, not revolution, yeah. with this stuff, I think. And you'll probably make the same argument with the other two amps that we're talking about. But I'm, uh, whilst we're doing this, I'm going to look up how many we've sold. Doesn't, doesn't factor in. Right. Doesn't make an absolute IO2 difference. I think actually how many you, sets of only ball regular slinkies have you sold? And I think yeah. as well, if you pitch uh, you know, numbers, uh, you'd pitch that against something like the Katana 50, which is actually its like head-to-head amplifier, I which we've said is the same thing. I, and I think I, bringing numbers sure into it is the wrong thing. I think what you're actually comparing the GT42 should be things like the latest Spider, should be the latest Vox modelling amp. And which I think it definitely is the best of... Uh, totally. Which yeah, is why it should completely. be third on this list. I think that the uh, EVH5150 is a very, very good lunchbox amp that is serving a purpose in a market that I think is in a bit of a lull at the moment since the Tiny Terror has died Completely. off. Completely. And not not only since the Tiny Terror has died off, but since the the Tiny Terror, and I've, I've said this a number of times, outstayed its welcome. Yeah. I The, the Tiny Terror should have been discontinued. Over 10 years, I think. The, the Tiny Terror should have been discontinued and something else should have been brought out instead a long time before it did happen and I actually think that the 5150 is the best tiny terror on the market at the moment mm. it's, if you want a, an amp like you say that will go into like airport luggage or whatever or you know p- chuck it in the back of your car chuck it in a van something you can take on the tube I think the, the EVH is probably the best option for you right now the GT40 I think is less cut and dry because there are things like Katana which I don't think it's actually going head to head with it's the best of the home use digital old school style 
dig- digital modeling amps. In when I say old school style, I mean it's got a lot of different digitally modeled amps, yeah. a lot of digitally modeled effects, loads of features. Sounds great. Nice small package that looks good at home. Really easy to use interface. Yeah, everyone I, should own one. I, I agree with all of this. I think it's a really really good product. You know, it's come third potentially in our gear of the year, <laughs> but I do think it is a third place product. I don't think it's had the same impact as something like the Katana did last year. Right. Um, because I think Any? the no, because I think the katana, like I was saying, I think is the new PV Bandit, which I know sounds stupid and flippant, but I don't mean it in that way at all. I mean it in it's an amp that is doing something that a lot of people haven't really tried to do for ages, which is a very simple, very loud platform to do stuff with, which is a very different thing to what the GT40 is doing, and I think that was actually more necessary in the market than the GT40 is. The GT40 is great. It's a great upgrade from things like Spyder or the Vox. And if I was going to recommend to you know someone just starting out, getting something small for home with loads of stuff in it, they if they say like oh, I don't really know what sounds I like, I'm not I don't have any pedals. I don't really know what sounds I like. I would recommend them a GT40 probably over a Katana. Whereas someone who knows a bit more and has got some pedals and stuff and wants to go a bit louder and wants a bigger box, I'd say Katana. But if for the other choice. GT40 every time compared to what else is out there I think the GT40 has brought home uh, digital modelling into the present day yeah it had been you know digital modelling technology had been focused on for the last couple of years had been focused on larger rigs it had been focused on uh, by people like um, the (coughs) uh, like the Helix and like the, um, uh, the the Kemper and and uh, axe effects and stuff like that, and there was nothing that did that with that high quality for someone who didn't want to spend three grand, yeah. for example. Sure. And I think that that's what the Mustang GT series definitely does. And I I I think they're great amps. I think they're great products. Yeah. I still think it's. I don't think it's. I think it's the third best product. I think the for the sh- sheer numbers year. on this vote, I think we oh, agree, yeah, I agree that, that it's where it's going to go. It is the. It is the single best interface that any amplifier, expensive or cheap, has ever put on a product. Like the actual hopping around and 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 building your sound is smarter than anyone is 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 building an interface at the moment. What about the Cyber Twin, <laughs> <laughs> old school. Okay, so we're going to say Fender Mustang GT40 third place on this list. So we've got basically the two top spots to fight out for, second and first, um, and we're going between the Orange Rocker 32 and the EVH 5153 15 watt head. Let's just do a quick straw poll. Joe Brandon, which would you pick out of those two? I've got no horse in this race anymore. Okay, but let's say you have to out of those two. What are you saying? Whatever, the Orange. I mean, wait, when you it's, said- a, it's a 210 combo, which I don't think is I need is, to gauge your feeling on versus this. Versus an Eddie Van Halen head. I mean, But <laughs> I need to gauge your feeling. Which out of those two, do you feel strongly that one of those is m- more for you, better better for you and more for you than the other one Eddie Van Halen is the single most <coughs> overrated guitar player of all that's time not, so but that's that. not what that's not what this is no, yeah, I, I don't, don't think don't, people don't, that don't. buy EVH amps are actually into Eddie Van Halen no. necessarily no. I don't lose think... the stupid stripes then yeah but I think that's it's all about the that's the branding though that's like saying I'd buy an orange amp if they did it in 
blue. It's you like know, saying, it's like they're not going to do that. It's yeah, like saying, I'd like you more, Joe Brandon, if you shave your moustache off. I think the That's thing never is, gonna happen. it's the gimmick. The people that buy the 5150s are the people that want the old school PVs. Mm. True. Um, so that's, and for that, that's what and are. for that, it is a great product. I, I'm, I'm going to pitch the orange in first. Then I think. Okay. Still, um, but but yes, yeah, you, you're right. I'm 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 a, being a bit devil's avocado. The DV mm. edge is fine. It's, Matt, it's fine. what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm I'm so unbelievably torn over these two because they're both really good, and I'm I'm almost having to put like which one would I rather have? But then I'd I'd be quite happy with either. I think if I had to have it in my setup right now, the uh, EVH would be more practical for the space that I've got. But actually, in terms of if I was going to like restart my rig, I think the orange would be a better choice. Yeah. I think, Jay, say your piece because I've got feelings about it. So I obviously am on the, at the side of the EVH. I, I'm going to throw back at, at both of you guys, actually, Joe and Matt. What you what you're saying about the the orange in the you know so the the main feature of that is the stereo effects loop yeah Joe you play in a band that has one guitar player and that one guitar player uses three guitar amps right yeah yeah is can you ever see a a time where you would go you know what don't need three guitar amps I can just have that I can do all my modulation effects through the stereo effects loop of the orange. Is that what you're gonna do? No, absolutely no, not. Of, no. of course it's not. It's and Matt, same with you. Like if you want, if you're well, gonna run a stereo rig, are you gonna run? Are you gonna run one amp in stereo, or are you gonna run two amps? Yeah, but I think this is the the game changer to running two amps in stereo because a lot of people want stereo, but they don't want to take two amplifiers, and this totally changes that. Yeah, completely. Um, so actually, you know, part of me thinks if I was going to go, I don't want the ungiggable rig. I actually want the giggable rig. Yeah. This actually changes that completely mm-hmm. because then you can run two, you can run one amplifier with two stereo speakers. Mm-hmm. It's, this is so difficult and I've kind of changed my mind. I've kind of changed my mind on it and I wish that I hadn't because now I'm questioning both ways. If I think that Rocker 32 is a great product, but I'm more excited. I think the orange, the Rocker 32 is exactly what a section of the market needs. Well, this is the, this is the thing, right? So the thing with the orange is that they haven't actually pitched the sound as their main thing. No, say, they've no. pitched the effects loop. So most people will go well if I don't have that then what advantage is this yeah. to me uh, well, but then you the then you would sell them on you know it sounds like the old rockers and you know it's a highly sought after sound and I think I have talked your, about that that seven ply marine birch you know I, great I think that they to say that they haven't pitched the sound is not correct because they did talk about that to begin with mm. but I'm just picturing like I I'm going to go with the EVH I think and the reason is I can imagine a kid walking into a music store and getting that and just being like overwhelmed by what they've got. You know, that is for how much are they? Four, four fifty, something like that. Uh, yeah, four hundred fifty quid. You know, if someone's going to get an amp, they're just starting out. They're thinking like, I want a kind of vaguely metally sounding amp, and I want something I can take to all the gigs that I do. Take it in a bag, like in a rucksack, even. The EVH is a really exciting product. The orange, I, I, I was convinced was I was going to win this, but listening to the rest of the arguments, 
I think actually the EVH <laughs> yeah, is a more it's, exciting it's tough product. Though, if the EVH had come in a combo format, we'd, it would probably wouldn't even be on this list. It's totally, it's completely. Yeah, but that's but it. <coughs> but at the same time, if the orange had come in ahead, I'd probably be more excited by it. Well, yeah, but this, then it, but then you wouldn't probably be talking about things like the stereo effects loop. That product can yeah, only work completely in, in the format that completely. it's in, yeah. which is cool. You know, it's very. It does. Like I said, it's perfect for the section of the market they've aimed it at. But I think the more important product this year is the EVH head. Mm. How do we feel about that? I don't know. I, I, just, I mean, I would have had the EVH 10th if it was like on my list. So. <laughs> I think Joe, there think, was only eight amps in the... Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that the, the rocker feels like more of a game changer in terms of what it can do for players opening up their sound and people who want an orange amp, who want the orange drive, but have always struggled because they can't use their effects with it. Yeah. Where, but how? I just think that anyone could have bought an EVH for the last four or five years. Sure, and, and again, it, it is like um, evolution of things that they've bought out before. I just think there's something about I've, I've kind of for some reason my brain's got hooked on this image of someone walking into a shop like a young kid and walking out with this product. That seems to be more like the. But, but that concept, that's, <clears throat> that's not new. People have been able to I, buy I metal that. voiced. I realise that, but I can only. Two decades. Sure, but I'm comparing it to these. <laughs> comparing it to these things that we've got in this list. I'm so. I'm so I, torn. Oh, this is the thing. I think they're both great amps, to be honest. So it, I'm. I'm just totally like. They, they're both really good. But actually, if I was going to go and buy one now, as I said, for what I've got set up at home. For something different, I'd buy the EVH because it's more portable and that's what I'm going to have at home. I wouldn't buy because I've got two yeah. amplifiers and two amp heads, and I just wanted a different. That's amp the thing. Sound. That's the thing is, I I kind of feel like the the main selling point of this of the 32 is the stereo effects loop. You know, they are it is a great amp. It's a fantastic. They could have put the stereo effects loop in a head, and then you just have to connect it to two cabs. Well, yeah, completely. Because that's all it is. But what I what I kind of feel is that the person who this amp is aimed at isn't necessarily going to compromise on the fact that they already well, own two amps. Perhaps the, the perhaps the thing is with the Rocker Thirty Two is they're actually aiming at an audience that maybe haven't been fans of Orange because of the limitations. If you're a pedal player, yeah, so now yeah. they've made this amp for pedal players. Sure, but then they haven't. What have what has the EVH done for people who? Are you just going to buy it because you're a fan of EVH? Not no, not go. at all. I think I, you're buying it because it's a cool, small, two-channel because um, I think it lunchbox. I mean, it definitely sounds better than the P, the, the the PV ones. Yeah, I think so. Sixty-five mini and the classic. Yeah. But like I say, I'm 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 almost like totally on the fence to be honest. If we had to pick one, all of us now, Joe Brantley, you pick the orange. Orange, yeah, sure. Matt, I'll come back to you. J Cross, EVH. Yeah, I'm going to go with EVH. So, Matt, I'd, I'd almost flip it on a coin. Because I, we can't do we that. I know we that. can't do that. But I kind of feel that because you're so torn, mm. if you like send like half a point each way, then the EV, EVH wins by default. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I mean, yeah, completely. 
Joe, I mean, Joe is so nonchalant about this anyway. <laughs> he's care. he's just being he's just being argumentative. <laughs> the thing is, I, I guess the, dessert, the the same thing is, if I was going to go to a store tomorrow and buy one, I'd buy, I'd buy the EVH. Yeah, I think that's uh, there we go. Now. That's what we have to do. Okay, well, again, over an hour for one uh, one category. My voice is definitely going already. I need the bathroom. Again. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. So, um, best amp 2017 uh, in fifth place is the Moore Baby Bomb. Fourth place, the. Uh, Boss, sorry, Katana Mini. Uh, in third place, the Fender Mustang GT40. Uh, in second place, the Orange Rocker 32. And in first place, the EVH 5153 15-watt LBX2. LB12. Is it actually called LB12? Yeah. Or is it LBX2? <laughs> LBX2, good. Um, so we've got one more category to go through today. The um, the top two, by the way, it's worth mentioning, we'll go through to the finals on Friday. So even though we've picked the EVH now by the time we get round to the final we might have all changed we, our mind we might have changed our mind win, and yeah. the orange yeah. that has happened in the past it has happened in the past so you never know you never know um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Weirdest Gear 2017 And we're back after a short break to discuss 2017's Weirdest Gear. People don't know it's a short break. We could have been off for years. Well, I mean, yeah, well, that's not true. Years, but... Probably not years. It wouldn't really work out. Um, <laughs> my voice might have recovered if it had been years. Um, so uh, we've talked about some serious stuff. Um, got quite heated, I think you'll uh, you'll agree, in the amplifier category. Um, so now it's time to blow off a little steam and talk about some Weirdest Gear. Now, the products in this category don't go through to the final on Friday. Um, but no! We thought it would, it's a stupid rule. We thought it would be a good place to talk about some of our favourite weird gear. Um, and yeah, we what we'll do, we will cut it down to a top three. You know, we'll we'll say which are our favourites. We'll do top five actually. Um, and it needs to be. Are we doing it in the order of weirdness or in the order? Of the way we like them, what, I think we wait. I think we just do it the same as we've done the other ones. I don't think it has to be because. I can't remember what won last year, but it wasn't necessarily the weirdest thing. But I think we, it I should think. also be, we like it because it's weird. I think that's how this category shakes out, and that's why something at number one would be weird, but we like it because of its weirdness. I think yeah. that's the key for this category. Didn't so, was, was it last year or was it the year before that the uh, Echo X, the Ranger was, Echo X won weirdest gear? year before, up, I think. Ended up coming second or... Um, yeah. Just a quick one on that then I would just quite like to maybe change something. Okay. I think the we've put the Soundbrenner Pulse wearable metronome in weirdest gear. I actually think it probably best should, be accessory. In, should actually be in best accessory. I'll move, I can move it right now. I, actually think it's, changes. I think it's actually more practical than it is. I can move it Stupid right now. Weird. I will do that right now. Woo! Um, so the, ah! thing, the things in this list are... The ESP 15th Anniversary Sonic the Hedgehog Guitar. <laughs> yes. The Snapdragon Guitars tra- Triax Noir. Tracks or Trax Noir. Noir. The Fusion Guitars iPhone Loaded Practice Guitar. <laughs> the Travel Guitar Travel Caster Deluxe. <laughs> the Poly Expressive MIDI Board. Yes. 
the Think Geek playable guitar T-shirt and the Jammy practice guitar. Oh my goodness, what a list of awesomeness. <laughs> this can needs I, a whole podcast to itself. Can I just Was this one written the, by the, Joe? The yeah. three of us just go and get something to eat. We're just going to get some beers. And we'll let Joe do kind of a a rant on on these... And I can argue with myself. These seven... Jammy is so unique and convenient to carry, but the polyexpressive midi board can have beer spilt on it and still work. Can you just do different voices for each person? Okay. Um, Can I start then? Because I'll start with one that I put on the list, which was the Fusion Guitars iPhone-loaded practice guitar. What a fantastic instrument. Go on then. Oh, I thought you were going to. Thought Joe was going to. I mean, uh, there is a, a. Yeah. Well, why don't we just? I think the best way to go about this is to run down the list, top to bottom, say what the things are, and then we can get into the discussion. Okay. So, 15th anniversary Sonic the Hedgehog guitar, Joe Branton. Um, you, I believe, have had uh, at least visual contact with one of these in the flesh. But yes. have you had your hands on one in the flesh? Yes. Yeah, we certainly have. Uh, in fact, we uh, we had one at. Uh, at GAK, um, it, in fact, I think we uh, no, we don't have it anymore. It did sell. Um, yeah, so we had one of these, and um, I went to do a load of some video content with it. We had one of the guys who worked there learn how to play the Sonic theme, and it sold. Okay, <laughs> and then it came back. <laughs> okay, and I didn't realise, and then it sold again. So yeah, it sold um, again stop the presses. I've got some bad news for you. What? Jay Cross has just done some more extensive research, and the Sonic ESP 15th anniversary Sonic guitar is a 2016 25th. product. Oh, right. I see. And the 25th is actually... I'm just having a look. The 25th is actually older. Oh, wait. It's the 25th anniversary. No, the 20... It's 15th anniversary of, of Shadow. Yeah, it's, but... It was 25th for Sonic. No, yeah. The Shadow, I don't know if that actually came out either. I don't know if that one was 2017. Who knows? Well, I, I think we should immediately... Who's dis- put this one in the list? <laughs> I put it in the list. I don't know why. I must right. have seen a press release this year for it. But um, Okay, so the ESP 15th anniversary Sonic is struck from the list. Who, Joe, talk about the Snapdragon Tracks Noir. Well, what is not to talk about the Snapdragon Tracks Noir? Uh, we all, uh, excluding Matt, saw this guitar in the, uh, in the flesh when we went to the South of England guitar show at the Kempton Park Race course earlier this year and what a fantastic instrument other than being a a stylish sleek sexy and modern assassin enough about you joe come on (laughs) thank you um it's uh it's not modern it's (laughs) it's also a foldable travel guitar so the ultimate type of travel guitar the neck folds down into the uh into the body and you can sort of uh, you, you can pop it into a convenient sort of holdable bag for you to take on any form of public transport or plane, which is uh, which is fantastic. Um, it's uh, it's it has like it's an acoustic instrument uh, as as such. It doesn't plug in, does it? Yeah, I think isn't it not piezo? No, you uh, can. There's a piezo. Yeah, that's right. You can plug it into a PA or an amp. Um, yeah. yeah, so essentially it is a cool, small, foldable guitar that looks incredible. And you, I think we all agreed that it actually sounded great. Like, it's a 24-inch scale, so it's like it's not like you're making much of a sacrifice there. I, th- I, think, I think it was, it is the absolute top end of what a cool-looking, cool-playing travel guitar should be. I will say that a lot of these kind of... <clears throat> I say more traditional travel guitars, but what I mean is not like iPhone-loaded stuff. Out of all the 
nonsense that you normally bring to the table when you're talking about travel guitars this is the best looking out of all of them you know it's not one where the machine heads are in the body and things like that it looks like a regular guitar and then obviously it's very small but then when you fold it down it does fold down really small it would yes. go in a backpack you know um, I, I did also realise uh, actually I did put slightly the wrong name in the yeah. thing I meant to put the solo in the okay. solo is, is the electric yeah, as yeah. I, I did mean to do the the reason for that is because the solo uh, which is the electric version of, of that which also has a piezo I think but uh, has uh, two mini blade <coughs> humbuckers um, the reason uh, for this one being in because this is redefined folding guitars um via the addition of an Evertune bridge. <laughs> that is mental. So we now have a folding guitar. But of course, isn't that a great idea? Yeah, but idea? it can't go out of tune. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it means that... And yeah. that's the number one problem with folding guitars yeah. is you are going to spend ages getting it back up to tune. This uh, is um, Among many problems with folding <laughs> guitars, yeah. that's the number one. No, I agree. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're quite right. This is... Um, this really does make it a viable guitar having that Evertune bridge yeah. on there it's 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 and because I problem is I just saw the price <laughs> what they're not that much money 499 in pounds that, that's, that's I, I don't know I think that's how much but an Evertune bridge is 200 quid yeah, isn't it yeah, would, I know, you, but would then, you put a price on your freedom to write music whilst roaming I'd just buy a but I'd buy a Hofner shorty yeah, you can't fold a Hoffman shorty. You can put that in a backpack. You can't put it in a so convenient holder. Out the top, like no, that doesn't work. Folding nah, guitars are the future. I... This guitar is the coolest thing. Oh, can't, it is at least cool. It is at least taking travel folding guitars seriously by putting an Evertune bridge on it. By making it actually a viable option. I just think four nine nine. And I know we can't just define things on the price. I think it takes it just over that point where it's well. It's it not, needs, it it's needs not to be like, really good. It needs to be really good for yeah. it to be four nine nine because and I, I mean think, I didn't I, try I, it. I think so they I'm were going. really good though. That's they the were thing. really good. We tried it. I think we're getting too uh, into the weeds here with arguing over what's good and what's not. We need to uh, just keep going down on the list before we get into the argument okay. stage. Fusion guitars, iPhone loaded, practice guitar. Matt Knight, you added this one. Oh my! What an instrument. Well, people who listen to the Japan tour diaries know that I found the Casio CG five tape loaded guitar this is the future son of that guitar um basically the weirdest looking short scale guitar with a 20 watt amp and speaker built in you can load your iphone into the top load in a fancy little app and then play along with a load of weird and it has sounds. Uh, it, listeners if you haven't seen the fusion guitar um uh, uh commercial that's uh, up on youtube um if you just search fusion guitar the world's smartest guitar i'm sure you'll find it it is absolutely it is seven minutes of your life that will you'll never be, get back <laughs> that will be 100 percent worth it it's um you know and i know what jay might say he's gonna go well what about the digitech ipv10 when they bought it out and then it was instantly outdated so because they bought out a new phone this one actually works all the way up to iphone 8 plus yeah sorry and um what I, on that point i would like to just uh bring to light the fact that the iphone 8 plus is 70 millimeters wide that is such a th and it fits in this 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 product is 
nonsense. It's huge. <laughs> this product is utterly, what utterly... What the rest on the list isn't. It's no. utter nonsense. It's because got a built-in it, amp. It fits a phone that you can barely fit in your hand. It is. Like, a, you had an iPhone... Joe, you had an iPhone 7 Plus, but then how, and you had to hold it with two hands because it was so big. I'm, on that, how is it any different from playing an acoustic? That's true. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely. Oh, I think I think that's a reach. Exactly. No, 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 because an acoustic. A re- it, it's literally it's a reach. It's literally around a reach around the guitar. It's a reach around. Yeah, around <laughs> the guitar. Let's not go there. Um, I yeah. Oh, and also um, the pickups are interchangeable. <laughs> Two yeah. interchangeable high output pickups with coil split switch. Or oh, maybe it's just that the split. But um, yeah, I don't think there's any difference playing an acoustic. It's definitely no wider than an acoustic, yeah. but deeper. I mean, I, <laughs> sorry, I mean, deeper, yeah. You know, and you're not gonna. Well, I, I guess you've probably spent all your money on your iPhone eight, so maybe you know you do definitely need something a little it's, cheaper. It's the most fully functioned practice yeah. guitar, Look, but I, whether it actually is a good idea no. is is another thing. You can turn up to a as as the video will point out. You can turn up to a band practice in a room on the seventeenth floor of a building. <sighs> And whilst your band members are lugging cumbersome amplifiers and full-size guitars and and pedals and stuff up the stairs, you're going to be there just taking your fusion. Yeah, I think the, the funny thing is, though, is they put lightweight, £8.9, ounces, excluding iPhone device, less than an average acoustic guitar, which I think is totally wrong. I don't think I've played an acoustic guitar that weighs, weighs more than eight, eight pounds. Eight pounds is a lot. Yeah, that's very weird. Um, Do they not mean the width, the depth? Like? Eight pounds, eight pounds, nine ounces, excluding that's, the That's what I just said, excluding yeah, iPhone. Less than, uh, less than an average acoustic guitar, which I actually think is wrong. Yeah, so it's going to be like nine pounds, isn't it, yeah. all in? So that's like um, a heavy Les Paul, uh, basically. Yeah. But the, the thing is, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. I'm glad ridiculous. it's made this list. We um, Let's move on. Uh, something I put actually back at the top of the list, the Jammy Practice Guitar. Oh, This is something you've been lusting over, JB. Oh, yeah, okay. So this is, if you want to learn how to play guitar <laughs> and you're often on the move, then this is the instrument for you. May I present the Jammy, which is a... Uh, it's a, a folding sort of... It's um, not folding. Well, it's no, telescopic. It's a telescopic kind of strings-only stick, like a sort of... Like a club with some strings on it that's also telescopic. So uh, you have access to kind of five frets with your with your left hand across the six strings. But, of course, what happens when you want to go higher than the five frets? Well, don't worry, because you will have extended... <laughs> this, is, this is hard to explain via audio, but check out the jammy. Because you have extended uh, the jammy instrument, you will just be retracting. So keeping your hand in, in the same position, but you retract the amount... So you can slide <laughs> up the fretboard. So I've just realised. Yeah, that's, that's how it, it works. That's how it works. Great. So this is the ultimate tool. It'll also because of that, because obviously you're not looking up the fretboard. You're kind of like yes, sliding it to where you need to go next. I think it's great for learning positioning based on based on ear. Um, so a fantastic tool for that. <laughs> Wonderful for learning on the go. Comes with a strap. So, uh, so you know, you can, so you can look even more ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's and, like uh, it's a strap that attaches to the only one half of the sliding body. Yeah, um, but you're always going to be holding the other thing, and 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 you know, and it's got a. Uh, it allows you to practice 
practice discreetly because you can plug in earphones. I mean, to I definitely would want to be discreet yeah, I, when I, I'm using I, that. I wouldn't care about people hearing me, but I would worry a lot about people seeing me. The it, it, it's got its own app that allows you to sort of play your favourite songs, and uh, and and it has like responsive tabs, so you can sort of learn to play guitar like Guitar Hero. Yeah, what I don't understand is why on the frets has it got all these extra. Circles buttons. underneath. Oh, are they because, buttons because are they? there are lessons, so you can, so it can show, it can highlight the the fret, uh, so you know. It just how made to play. me think I, of that weird second-hand guitar we had in once that had lights in the fretboard and came with a VHS. To oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Good times. It makes me think of that. Worth mentioning. Okay, the, I, I love their tagline as well. On. Their tagline is is perfect. Ideal for slipping into a holdall. This is one instrument that'll allow Wonderwall strummers the world over to rock out wherever they are. Catchy. That's a really <laughs> encapsulated the idea in one sentence there. So, um, worth mentioning, the Jammy uh, is being funded on Indiegogo, so it's not actually out yet. Um, $142,000 they've raised so far. Uh, 242% of their initial funding goal. So... Uh, yeah, excited. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll be able to get one, and maybe that we'll uh, not cheap. Give it a go. Save a hundred dollars if you pledge now. Three four nine four four nine. I mean, if you want to learn guitar, this is the ultimate tool. It, you're the ultimate well. tool. If you uh, anyway. Um, so next up, Joe Brandon, you must have added this: the Travel Guitar Travelcaster Deluxe. Who um, who put this one on the list? Uh, not Joe Brandon, apparently. Wasn't me. I mean, oh, I put this one on the list. This is the one. This is a fan. Fantastic! In the Travelcaster Deluxe. This is the one thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it. Okay, this is this is a Stratocaster <laughs> minus every part of the body. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> not the scratch, scratch plate. plate. Yeah. So, so the body is perfectly cut to the size of the scratch plate. Did this so, definitely come out this year? Because I'm so, sure I've seen this concept. No, before. I no, I I checked the press release and and it, it was this out. year. Yeah, yeah there, there were um, there were a lot of pictures from uh, from Nam from from okay. uh, 2017's Nam. Uh, of, to, of this instrument it's basically just a full scale strat isn't it but with no body apart from the yeah. body that sits directly <laughs> no yeah. body so will ever take you seriously <laughs> <laughs> so the bridge is sort of because of course listeners if you think about where the bridge is on a strat well it's slightly below the scratch plate so the bridge is kind of hanging off the bottom <laughs> <laughs> in sort of what what is almost thin air but don't don't let that fool you it is robustly you- fastened um, that is ridiculous. It is, it is wicked. I mean, I, I'm not sure. It's it's not really <laughs> saving much actual size. Um, and, I mean, and the of thi- course, the, the bridge is completely exposed. Yeah. Like, you can see the parts of the bridge that are designed to go inside the guitar. Well, the yeah. thing is, is it's still full scale. So, yeah, you're not saving anything in terms of length. It's, it's no, just It's lighter. no more portable than a regular strap, no. which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Because yeah, you wouldn't um, you wouldn't be able to fit it anywhere the, else. The thing is with this is this so this comes from Joe Branton's favourite brand, Traveller Guitar, obviously, and it's I love that brand. It's it's not even oh. the best. It's not even the best guitar that they make. No, wait, it's actually short. It says it's fourteen percent shorter, but it's still a hundred percent of the same scale length. Well, yeah, it's, well, of yeah, course it's fourteen percent shorter. Missing, they're missing the well, bo- they're missing the important bit of the like, bottom. Oh, think about think about that though. Like when you're when when you're putting a guitar in some sort of holdall, it's normally around ten to fourteen percent too <laughs> long to go <laughs> in. There. Exactly fourteen percent. Um, something that we've talked about a couple of times on the podcast, which definitely deserves to be on here, is the Poly Expressive MIDI board. Board, oh. 
Go on, Joe. This what is an your absolute. Uh, what th- this? Okay, so this is another Kickstarter <laughs> project. Project. Product, yep. which I think is is kind of um, is uh, exactly what. Um, I think this category will continue to be for yeah. in in future years. Now, I I really have to say I think I hope when this airs that this made it because currently there are only thirty seven hours left. And what, where are they on their? Uh, they goal? haven't made it. Let's okay. just say that. But I hope they're not far off though. They're not far off. They're not far off. They, they might just make it. So um, so hopefully it did. So the poly expressive we spoke uh, we spoke about. Um, briefly before it is a um, it's a MIDI uh, controller for your um, for your effects so of course very popular you know everyone's using ES8s you know and and things like that this allows you to do all of those things but with the functionality of an iPhone screen on the floor Um, so basically this is a big sort of plexiglass rectangle uh, and what you can do is because it's completely customizable so every every um every part of that screen uh. you can customize to your own sizes so you could if you have really big feet or use drive a lot you could make the drive section like half the board if you wanted so that would be where you'd have to hit on the, the- plexiglass screen to to get drive on you decide how it splits up and then what you just need to do is hopefully you own an a3 printer uh because you need to just print off exactly how you're dividing up the effects and you just slip that piece of paper uh, in well, underneath the screen the other problem is it's there to design well say for example you're not using camera someone like me is using a normal amp but you're using midi controlled pedals yes that's great but then you can't turn any of your other pedals on and off unless you actually physically so you still want a loop switcher that you can basically control via MIDI. All this is a, just a big MIDI floorboard. Yes. So you yes, could just right. buy a Behringer FCB you could, 1010. You could, but what? It's not, and, okay, and it's so got, it's got so two expression it. pedals so on go, it. So fine, buy is it. This can be an expression pedal. You can use this as an expression pedal. Yeah, no, that's define, what I'm saying. Yeah. You can buy something with expression and MIDI control. This just seems No, no, ridiculous. this is great. What you talk, Okay, so what? buy that Behringer then. What happens when someone spills a full bottle of beer on it? Shall It'll, I tell you what happens to this? Nothing. They've but, done a commercial advertising that point. You just need to dry it off. You just hang the bit of paper over the radiator for a couple of hours and job done. Exactly. It's good to go. I like how um, on the uh, the advert for this, they've got a number of different options that they've set up with uh, with different dimensions. So the mix feedback control, they want to go delay mix one way and feedback the other way. Then they've got their wah, which is obviously is up and down. They've got reverb and gain, of course. I mean, two classic effects that you have in one. Um, but they've down the bottom, they also have crush, kill, destroy, and then the number 11, because they obviously had 11 spaces in which they could put something and couldn't think of anything <laughs> for the final play. Just the big, 11. The biggest flaw, like you say, is owning a printer. I don't think I've owned a printer for about four years. <laughs> yeah, that is, it is quite weird. And the thing is, when you look at that initial screenshot on their site, you're like, wow, massive touchscreen that's like, you know, it's a screen, but it's also an expression pedal. How have they done that? No, no, no. It's just a bit of paper. That's, it's. Uh, <laughs> I think for for absolutely most bonkers off the mark product, I think I've probably ever seen. I I have to say the Poly Expressive for me. The thing is, there's. I, 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 if this I, is weirdest gear, I can see what they're trying to do because there's there's loads of weird stuff like that reactor table and and loads of this kind of crazy MIDI synced 
interactive boards that you can do all this weird stuff with, but they cost tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah. This is $350. And it's got a bit of paper involved. And I just think, but I just think <coughs> it's... They do, they do an A4 right version thing. as well. They the do right a mini. Thing. They I, do an A4 version as yeah, well, right. They do okay, a mini, so. which is only $229. But who's got a colour printer? When was the last time you owned a colour printer? Well, I've, I've, got got one one. I've got one. Well, yeah, I've got one at work. Well, I wouldn't have one in my house. They've, I, I just... They, a, Joe, sorry, just to correct you slightly, there's actually 36 hours left on this. They've got seven hours left of the Q&A that, that they're running oh, right. uh, for the next, um, for, for today. But I, uh, I hope they make it because it's so mad that I want it to exist. But they've only got 19 backers. If it does get made, I'm sure those backers will get their orders fulfilled. Where do they go from there? Because no one else is going to want it. Because <laughs> I'm sure all the people who would want this have already heard about it and yeah. are backers. Well, I, it, and it's, you know, it's popped up in loads of forums and stuff like that. And I think everyone's just kind of seven billion people. 19 people the 19 <laughs> people who want it have backed the product already so let's do one last thing and do you know what we can't find a definitive name for this product um, because I think it's basically just coming out of a factory in China and loads of different shops are selling it so we're going with ThinkGeek who are the, a big retailer who do t-shirts and theirs seems like if you were going to buy one of these, that's probably the most reliable source to get it from. So we're going with the ThinkGeek playable guitar t-shirt. What a product. Is this not the ultimate travel guitar? What's the number one <laughs> aim of a travel guitar? What's the number one... What, what are you trying to do? What's the number one aim of a travel guitar? Uh, you're trying to be portable. You're trying your to be portable. Well, what could be more portable than a guitar that is literally built into your T-shirt? That's right, a T-shirt with a picture of a guitar on it where where you place your hands on the fretboard and on the strumming area of the guitar can create realistic emulation <laughs> realistic. Of, of, of chord playing. I mean, that's definitely the weird. T-shirt, the T-shirt, you can... It has a jack-out... So you can plug it into an amp. <laughs> you can you plug this T-shirt into an amp. I think you have to plug it into an amp. Yeah. I don't think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make I mean, sound I would definitely like to plug it into my rig and just like... So the way we should buy one, and that's what we should Well, do. I mean, they're like $22, so I think we could probably afford one. But the way that it works is that it's tuned in fits, I think. Like power cord fits. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the frets... Uh, in order so you've basically got like one octave of power chords and then you place your hand on it can only do one of those at a time yeah and then you strum across the front of it and that activates that so it's like it's kind of like you know uh if you got a a baby a toy plastic guitar that it had cord buttons on it that's what it is someone's built that into a t-shirt and it is so dumb and it sounds absolutely terrible what i do like though is that they also do a drum one but they don't do a bass one because <laughs> why would you want that so there's a band play in one of the videos that we saw there's a band playing and the bass player's just playing his normal <laughs> bass into an amp because <laughs> he couldn't get a t-shirt so so there we go the think geek playable guitar t-shirt so we should probably start wrapping this up. This is the weirdest selection of gear I think we've well, ever Because done. we've normally just gone, oh yeah, that pedal, that's a bit weird. We should put that in. But this definitely... How, do, how are we going to rank this? What do we think? I think maybe we should all just say our top five and then we'll just score it like we did before. Fine. Let's I think do, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah, let's do that. Let me uh, insert a column into the spreadsheet where I can put our... Uh, what, we, uh, what we say. So... Joe Branton. Yes. What are your... I think we, you don't even have to do top five. Just pick five of those and then we'll see what gets the most votes. Oh, I, did, I know. This is the hardest list we've ever done because... What are your favourite things on that okay, list? Okay, so my favourite thing is the... 
the Snapdragon is my favourite thing because that's an actual... It doesn't get any more points. Just say five things that you like and I'm going to tally it oh, up. Actually, oh, there's okay. only six things. Most you just say the one thing you don't want on the list. Well, yeah, yeah. but we need to okay. put it in order, surely. Oh, well... What's the Wait, thing? What's the thing that you don't like on that list? Okay, the thing I don't like on that uh, on this is the t-shirt. Oh, because the t-shirt's okay. a joke. The other ones are all actual uh, Matt Knight. things. I'm going to say the same. Same with the t-shirt. Yeah. Okay, fine. So that gets uh, those all get two points. Jay Cross, the uh, Poly Expressive, is the thing that you don't like. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, <coughs> everything else gets three points. I think I've already messed this up, but it's weirdest gear. It doesn't really matter. Uh, so poly expressive uh, so okay so that's only got one vote there um, or maybe the fusion <laughs> no the fusion the fusion probably the most usable what on earth are you talking about the fusion is the most usable thing <laughs> so I would rather wear the t-shirt than own a fusion you? yeah absolutely oh, maybe we should put that to the test <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that someone please buy Jay that t-shirt okay so I'm gonna go with the thing that I think is doesn't deserve to be on there is the oh the poly expressive so dumb it's so dumb, but that's so dumb. But it's, it's actually good. Aimed at guitarists. But I the, think the actually the piece of gear, the th- think geek is, is is just it's a novelty, isn't it? I agree. The others are all actual I, guitar. Products. I agree. So basically, we're taking the think geek off there. The think geek I, t-shirt. I, I will. I will. Uh, I will just, concede that, Joe. In that yeah. this is ob- the the poly expressive has obviously been made with actual guitar players in mind. It, the only thing is, is it's it's. I, I just don't I don't get it I don't it's see off the mark really it, it? it seems too expensive for what it is don't get and me it, wrong I don't like the Poly Expressive <laughs> it is the dumbest thing I think thing. it's been I do I'm think it's, it's been made it's been made it's with the best of intentions so yeah. it's just not very good I just don't think it's very good for that know. reason I think Poly Expressive needs to be fifth no I disagree because I think the Fusion guitar might be worse oh I, I dropped think, my microphone uh, I did. also think though if we're going this is the thing we come back to weirdest gear is probably the weirdest what the t-shirt no the Expressive uh, yeah, board. so actually I think maybe should that be number one because it's the weirdest no, piece of gear Absolutely not. The, the, it's this is it's weirdest, but it also has to be. It, it kind of has to be good at the same time. I think it has to be it weird has, has and to actual be, it, functional. No, I think it needs to be. It doesn't necessarily have to be functional, but it has to be so weird that it's good. Yeah. In well, it's not. This isn't. It's it, weird and good. It comes it? down to like the what, best. What is, is the best to use to gear. use an it's old term? Gear. What is the raddest oh, I, bit of gear on here? Like what is. Just what do we what do we think's awesome on this list? I think the best the best thing on there is the Snapdragon. Yeah, by a country mile, that's the best thing. I sort of agree. It's dumb enough, but it's also quite a cool. They've taken a concept and made it work, like which is something that maybe well that none of the others have have done. I just don't think the market's big enough for that. What for that Snapdragon? Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. No, yeah. I think the market's big enough, but at four, four. Mate, pounds. think about okay, how much. Okay. Think about how much those Steinbergers were. Mark, Mark. Yeah, but they were never intended to be a travel guitar. No, but no. they were very small, and people bought them because they were small and they were trapped. Yeah. yeah. Like think about how many you sold to pilots and cabin crew yeah that's where that's you know i agree they weren't designed but like then, that uh, but then, then steinberger designed them to be revolutionary but, but stu- what they turned out as is an, a kind of novelty piece of kit yeah. that people you, you who the stupid by. thing is we sold loads to people who are like traveling businessmen a lot of sales guys right who are going to put it in the back of their car 
probably unfolded because the boot of their car is big enough to put the size of the guitar I, in it. I think... It's only if you're going in a plane you'd ever want to fold well, it out. The, the, thing, the thing that I'm going to put fifth on this list is the Poly Expressive because I think it is ridiculous. I also don't think it will get funded. I don't think it will get funded by the looks of what's happened. You know, they've not got <laughs> oh, long left. i cancel my pledge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't think it's particularly funny or cool. I think it's... It's like a bit tragic because yeah. I like yeah, what they're going for, yeah. but the fact that you have to own for the proper one, you have to own an A3 color printer to quit to be able to easily, you know, rather than go down to the print shop to print off your latest pedal board. Oh, I can just imagine exactly. It's so bad. That's got to go fifth on this list. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling it now. So uh, if we say the Snapdragon is first, where does the Jammy and the do we prefer the Jammy, the Fusion, or the the Travel okay, so Caster? So the, 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 Fusion, the Travel Caster's got to go fourth. No, no, no. What? No, no, the Travel Caster. Cast I would great. say it's second. second. Yeah. What? Because I'm, it uh, works. Um, the, ja- the Jammy. The Jammy looks like a. Uh, uh, toy lightsaber. Yeah. Okay, so the I jammy know, is bad, I, but come on, guys. Like... The fusion guitar has is, is is designed for an iPhone that's already out of date. Yeah, like it, it has to, it has to be fourth. Oh no, because I I actually think the um the jammy is quite a cool thing. I can't believe that this has turned into a serious discussion. Wait, these, well, enough I, people are funding the jammy, mate. I think the jammy okay. has got. Yeah, they've, they've actually yeah. got three hundred and fifty backers on. That. Here's here's my thoughts on it. Right, even a broken clock is right twice a day. You walk in to right three hundred and fifty times. Okay. <laughs> here's the scenario you walk in to a second hand shop in 15 years time and these three things are there what sort of state do you reckon they're still going to be in I mean personally I think the fusion guitars the fusion guitar will just be in a corner no, like- no the problem is right the thing I'd say about the fusion guitar is that either us or the next generation of guitar nerds podcast are going to go to Japan and they're going to go what oh is my that? god what is that and then they're going to buy it for 30 quid and it's going to be the best thing ever which is why I still regret not buying that Casio guitar how about we put the Jammy in fourth why the why the Jammy the Fusion has to be in fourth the Jammy is a popular product people want it yeah but that's not what this list is about yeah, but the Fusion's tool. actually funded and people are buying it the Jammy I think is too good to be and the thing is there's already the jam stick which is basically the same thing it just uh, doesn't extend like the jammy and the snapdragon are whoa, 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 whoa. No, no 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 i'm not touching the snapdragon i'm saying that deserves to be first yeah but it's like it's good in a different way i'm happy for that to be first the jammy is too good to be like second or third on this <laughs> you're list. right you're it needs right. to be so fourth. right okay it yeah. needs to be fourth yeah i'm happy with that um so then we've got the fusion guitar or the uh, the, that, that, <laughs> the, um, the strat thing's got to go second yeah it's the so, strat thing's great I want one it's so ridiculous I might buy one of those strat things the strat thing uh, the travel guitars travel caster deluxe has to go second you on this list you guys are going to be gutted and when the, I get my uh, fusion guitar for the next <laughs> round of uh, the fusion guitars iPhone loaded practice guitar comes third so um, from the uh, from fifth place the poly expressive midi board in fifth the jammy practice guitar in fourth the fusion guitars iPhone loaded practice guitar in third, the travel guitar travel caster deluxe in second, and the Snapdragon guitars track solo noir in first. Literally the weirdest. I st- I'm still confused about which one is best and which one is worst. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the most fun we've had with that category. Normally, because we're actually we actually taking I think last, it quite seriously. Was it last year? It was the bright switch. Or was that the best accessory? No, I think that was weirdest gear. And I, I think, think that was weirdest because gear, that, no weirdest gear last year was the trans acoustic. 
Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. Yamaha Trans Acoustic. It's actually a great product. Great, actually a great product. The, uh, so the the I've got the list up here. Last year was the Yamaha Trans Acoustic, the Ranger FX blo- uh, Dwarf Bleep, the Hologram d- Dream Sequence. I don't remember what that is. Uh, the pedal. The Maleko Charlie Foxtrot. And the eight five six for Zellerson. Zellerson. Oh, we've done much ah, better. Yeah, this year. We, we we went for just weird pedal system. Yeah. I think because we had so many pedals in the and this year we've had so many pedals anyway that we've just they're all in pedals. Just, yeah, and there's just, been more like weird Kickstarter stuff this year that's yeah. fun. So yeah. just yeah. going back to what you were saying earlier, Mark, about you know in fifteen years' time you walk into a second hand shop and you see those three products. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna think, oh, you know. It's a shame that Joe Branton's estate, like, yeah, it's it it really bad up here, when he you passed know, away. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is this is what happened to all his stuff. This is the life and times of Joe Branton. That is hundred percent what is going to happen to all of his stuff. Anyway, we should wrap this up. We've been talking. This is like another hour and a oh, half podcast. Jesus. So much to listen to this week. Um, so uh, in the serious category today, best amp. Uh, fifth place was the Moore Baby Bomb. Fourth place, the Boss Katana Mini. Third place, the Fender Mustang GT40. Uh, second place, the Orange Rocker Thirty. And just squeaking in at the number one position, EVH fifty one fifty three, um, fifteen watt LBX two, um, and in our weirdest gear, let's just do that rundown again. Uh, you've got the uh, what was number five, the Poly Expressive MIDI board in fifth, the Jammy Practice Guitar in fourth, uh, the Fusion Guitars iPhone Loaded Practice Guitar in third, the Travel Guitar Travel Cost the Deluxe in second, and the Snapdragon Guitars Track Solo Noir in at first. Wow, how about that? Wow. So, so tomorrow we're doing... I can't believe it's only Tuesday. The biggest uh, category or the most uh, nominations, uh, which is Best Pedal. It's going to get very heated. And also 2017's Best Gear of 2016, which is Jay Cross's favourite category. Yeah. He loves it. See you tomorrow for more fun and games. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.